0: Right. So, you know, when you're first starting out in real estate, you kind of try everything. And we talk about this a lot in our meetings that well, everything works. And for me, I was pretty fortunate um, because I love doing open houses and open houses work. I I would get clients and recruit clients. And I I had uh, the great experience of hosting an open house. um, And the people came in, they said, we want this exact house. We're going to buy it today. And a contract was written that weekend. Now that rarely happens, right? So that was, that was a great experience. Um, I would door knock. And even though it takes me a while to, you know, work up that, that confidence, right. To go up and walk and, and knock on someone's door and it's Florida, it's hot, you're sweating. Um, you know, door knocking and having those conversations that worked. I would sit, I sent mailers out and I hand wrote on the envelope. Um, so they would actually open it. And it was my newsletter and it was one of the templates from business builder. Um, but that got me a listing. So everything that I tried and kind of, you know, okay, let's do this pillar of business. Let's do this pillar of business. I've gotten business from every single thing, but the, the, what's been my bread and butter and like the, the cornerstone of my business is personal referrals.
1: What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Happy Agent Podcast. I am Jeff Beggins with you again, along with my co-host and my brother, Mr. Craig Beggins here with you. Very nice. And we've got a really cool um, guest with you today, which I'm really fascinated for to have her share her story with you guys, because I think it really, really hits home to most people. And I think it's great to kind of watch overcoming the adversity and the doubt, fear, and all the anxiety that's kind of ridden in this riddled in this business to do it. So um, Kalani Heyman, I want to welcome you to our podcast here today.
0: Hey guys, thanks for having me.
1: And Kalani is, has not been with us forever. She is not a huge veteran in the real estate business. She's got a very cool background and a story, and I just kind of want to hop in and just kind of, let's start with you. So let's go back to the early days of Kalani back in North Carolina, start our story, bring us back to kind of, where you came from, how you grew up, what you kind of went into, and how you landed here in Tampa, and then we'll kind of take it from there. So Bonnie, sure. turn it over to you. Yeah.
0: So I actually grew up in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and it's, it's a great, beautiful city, wonderful people. Um, both of my parents were <clears throat> small business owners and entrepreneurs. So I kind of saw them, um, you know, struggle and then provide for our family. And, you know, we, we lived a very comfortable life. Um, but seeing the, the stresses that, that came with that. Um,
1: what what businesses us. were they in, Colonel?
0: So my mother owned four businesses. She owned four daycare centers. And my stepdad, he um, had his own construction company. So okay. lumber, custom cabinets, custom builds, things like that. Cool. So they were both hustlers and, and entrepreneurs. And um, like I said, their hard work provided a very comfortable lifestyle for us. Um, but then for whatever reason, when I went into college, I was fascinated with education. So when I told them that I want to become a teacher, they were supportive, but they were like, why, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no one in my family was in education. No one had, you know, but, um, but it was just a very, I knew I, I could graduate and get a job right away. And it was that, that stability that, um, I it was attractive to me, and I just fell in love with the education process. So when I graduated, I got a job right away down here in Tampa, Florida. And um, it's like, this place is paradise. It's, it's beautiful. The beach is right here. It's sunny every day. Um, yeah, this is where I want to live. So I moved down right after graduation and started my teaching career up in Lutz at Shorts uh, Elementary in 1999. So okay.
1: back to what did you admire about the daycare business? Because I, I everything kind of replays itself a little bit. You had some construction influences and you had daycare. What did you admire about that business and watching your mom and, and that side? Definitely
0: up? Um, taking care of people and that, um, you know, working with children and, and nurturing and having that. Um, but the business side of providing that service, you know, my my mother's daycares were very – um successful because of she chose her location wisely. Um, one of them was right in downtown Greenville, right off on Main Street. And she had a full-time, she was the only daycare center that had a full-time nurse on duty because she specialized in preemies. So right. she knew to provide that that service and that comfort level for, for parents who had to go back to work and are dropping the, the precious bundle of joy who premature may have a heart monitor, things like that, very scary for a, a parent, right? Um so she was able to alleviate that fear by, you know, listen, we have a, a full-time nurse, you know, right here on staff.
1: So see, I think that's an important point because what you saw was the words I mean you talk about a niche right you talk about specialization you talk about service and you talk about care and empathy Mm -hmm. all rolled into one and you grew up around that and Mm -hmm. so you started seeing that that equaled success it probably wasn't a a direct formula in your brain but you saw hey mom is sweet caring strong right Businesswoman, Mm -hmm. but she cares and she loves people she helps people and people love her and all of that, those dots were connecting in your head as you were growing up. And I think that kind of is an interesting formula, that hard work plus empathy, care, and compassion, right? And love successful all business. rolls in mm-hmm. equals a successful business. And if okay. you read your testimonials and all the things that your clients are saying about you, I think it's interesting to kind of replay those to see what you, where you came from. Cause we all came from, we're a product of our environment, right? Yeah. And, um, sometimes people have to overcome certain things you were able to envelop and just kind of just really embrace all those things that came to you so I just wanted to kind of call that out to the audience that everything that you are is a result of who you were around and the influences that are on you and that's positive and negative right and so one of the interesting struggles we have is to kind of build on our strengths and actually diminish some of the negative influences and just kind of design which lifestyle we want and pick and choose things from our past and our current and desired future to make that happen but i just wanted to remind everybody to kind of point out because i think when you said those words it just was clear because when you fast forward we haven't gotten to your business yet but those are recurring themes that we're going to see kind of in your business there so now you come down to you say all right i'm now teaching i am coming back to beautiful sunny paradise now tampa you said earlier you had a connection to tampa
0: my aunt and uncle um lived here they were you know ibm execs lived up in northdale on the golf course and so i would fly down every summer and visit and stay with them so i felt comfortable um in tampa i already loved the people and you know the the layout of it so it was a it was a nice comfortable transition
1: love it and Mm -hmm. comfort is is important too and that kind of pulls into your business model as well too all right Mm -hmm. so now you land in tampa you're like all right here i go i am not about the money I'm about caring, nurturing, loving people, kids, and let me try to build and change the world.
0: Yeah, I you know, I, I love teaching and I definitely have a passion for, for educating um, and working with children. And uh, you know, my teaching career treated me very well. Um, I had a lot of success with the school district. I was a, a master trainer. Um, so I would train other teachers and administrators and coaches um, you know, for the school district and professional development. And I worked with a lot of beginning teachers. I was a national board certified teacher. So part of that program is mentoring others as well. So I I really, I was a peer evaluator for three years. I I did a lot in the district and I did just enough without going into administration because I'm more of a, a lead from the trenches type person. Um, and, and so I, administration just was not the route I wanted to take. I think that the assistant principals are the the hardest working people in our school district and the most underpaid people. And so, um, I, I didn't want to go that route, but I, I just kind I was kind of reaching that, that ceiling. Um, and 20 years is a long time to, to be doing something. Yeah. You know? I say that I'm like, God, really 20 years. Like it just, it just blows my mind. Um, and then so a few years ago, a former coworker of mine, he kind of put the bug in my ear. Uh, he had gotten out of teaching after his first year. He was like, yep, this is for the birds. So I'm going into real estate. And I was like, what? Are you crazy? What, what, are, you, what are you doing? He was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. And he has had a, a very successful career, um, with Caldwell Banker in South Tampa. And we've, you know, remained friends over the years. And so he started putting that bug in my ear of Kalani, you should do this. You, you, you'd be great at selling real estate. You're great with people. You're detail oriented, like you're a shoe in. And I was like, no, I'm, I, you know, come on, this, that's crazy talk. But it definitely planted that bug in my ear and I thought, well, why not? And he kind of laid out, he goes, listen, he goes, whether you, you come to work for my brokerage or join my team or or he goes, you do you, you do what's best for Kalani and what works best for your fit. He goes, but just start out slow, just part time, keep teaching and then slowly build up your, um, you know, your, your database of, of people. He goes, and then you know, in ten years, when you are ready to retire, you you have this great database, and then you can roll right into real estate. So I thought, okay, that sounds like a nice, safe plan. It's manageable, um, you know. Teachable, right? We're always looking for ways to supplement our income because that's just the reality of being a teacher. You know, I was a single mom, and I just I needed to supplement my income. So if I could do, you know, a sale or two here and there a year to supplement. All right, let's, I'll go for it. So once I finally made the decision to get my license, I I pulled the trigger very quickly. I, I did the two week course over the summer, knocked it out, got my license. And then I took about three months interviewing different brokerages. Um, I really wanted to make the best decision and join. I didn't want to jump around. I didn't want to waste my time because I was still teaching full time. Um, Mm -hmm. I had no time to waste. So I took my time, interviewed several different brokerages around and and I always tell that to everyone. Um, So I do have a lot of people reach out to me about getting their license. And my number one, you know, first piece of advice is take your time interviewing brokerages um, before you jump right in and decide what's going to be the best fit for you. So I went and had a conversation with Kim Hodgkins um, one Sunday. She was doing an open house and I would known Kim for years in the neighborhood and I um, had always respected her. She's the, the, you know, you're the consummate professional. And um, I said, can I just pick your brain? Can I, I'm having trouble deciding. And so she told me all about Craig and, and, you know, Century 21 Begins and the office, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go, I'll go try that out, you know? And, um, so I went and I met with, um, with Chris Reed and he showed me around the office and I think I met Craig during that same visit and it was just a, a gut feeling. I was like, you know what, I, this is the one that I, I would, you know, consider joining. I didn't want to do a team. Uh, you know, I wanted to, if I was going to do this business. I wanted to do it my way. At my own pace, you know, because being in the classroom for 20 years, you're in those four walls, you're kind of you're it's, and your day is structured and everything. And I, I just I wanted freedom. I wanted my day to look different. <clears throat> so,
1: but, but at this time, it's comfortable. It's certainty and uncertainty um, I was the expert. mixed together. I, right. Yeah. Because you've got your teaching career. You're not letting that go yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So if this was a terrible decision, it didn't work. Who cares? right Right? Uh, ultimately but but you you, but you're not that style because your style of processing information is external sorting you're talking to a lot of people you're doing your research Mm -hmm. and you want to see what's the right fit where you feel most comfortable Mm -hmm. because for you being empathetic the way that you are and and a kinesthetic type person right feels are important right and it's the energy it's the vibe that kind of plays in Mm -hmm. and that connects to your real estate career too and you know i'll get to i think how that really plays in in just a second but i think for those watching uh it's important because I think that one of the connects that I think don't happen often enough from a real estate agent, guys, look, look, you get called probably multiple times a week, people trying to steal you away from us to go work for them. Right. It's just, it's a recruiting business nonstop. Right. So when you're talking with a seller or you're talking with a buyer, specifically a seller, and they say, well, I'm going to kind of look around shop around. What I love about what you did is you could say, well, Time out because I already did for you. Look, I'm a free agent. I'm an independent contractor. I can work for any company in the world, right? I've got 20 text messages in my phone right now, people trying to get me to work there, right? Mm-hmm. And I've interviewed every single one of them. And the reason why I work where I work is because it's the best offering package for you. And here's why boom, 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 boom. It's talk about total alignment and creating comfort and just that, that really just connection. And I really, I know you play that card and it works because that's such a good way to really bring that together so I love that you did that research it makes us feel really good because we work hard sure. to yeah. uh, we, see and we work hard to have an offering package and it's not the best in the world right for everybody because we're not for everybody and you're not for everybody and everybody's not for everybody but as long as you know who you are and what you are it works and that's the whole attract and repel right? right it's yeah. the attract and repel strategy Okay. So not well, now are. I want to comment.
2: You said so many people get into real estate because they want freedom. How much freedom do you feel you have now? <laughs>
0: if you were to see my, my, te- my schedule or my, my planner. Yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's by design. If, sure. if I wanted just to blow off and do nothing, I could, but I, I still have this internal drive where I, I love to work and I, I'm very results oriented and results driven. So it's not about the money per se, but it's about getting results. And when you put the work in, um, I, I, I love it. I, I love, I love the business of real estate. I love the business of doing business. I love the, um, the negotiation part of it, that dance back and forth, but I love being in front of people and and interacting with them. So, you know, all parts of the process I, I enjoy. So and that's what I tell my, my, my sellers, you know, my, my, my future clients. I tell them, I'm like, listen, I love to work and I work for you. And so, and I let them know every single thing that I do that we provide as a company. So it's, it's been kind of an easy sell.
1: So let's go back to one foot in the water, yeah. right? Teaching okay. real estate. Kind of like your, your so that, mentor, that was your tough. it. You're you're filled it up. So how did it yeah, work? Yeah, it
0: was it was a lot of work. You know, teaching in itself is very um, emotionally and physically exhausting. And I was teaching. You know, I I taught for 15 years in downtown Tampa um, at a charter inner city school, and then I moved down here to Ruskin with a high migrant population. You know, so high needs again. So it was just it was a lot. And what I found was I was. Trying to you know balance full time teaching and then work with my real estate clients and you can work with them in the evening and weekends and that was fine but some of the business of real estate like um, appraisals and inspections happen during the school day right during those hours and so if I had to take a day off even if it was just once a month um, I, you know it was still too much and I was really re- really recognizing that, okay, if, if I get another client, or if, if my real estate career takes off just a little bit more, I'm not going to be an effective teacher. And so I was, I really wanted to hold myself accountable for the, the level of, of, of you know the quality of teacher that I had been and remained all these years. And I didn't want that bar to drop just because I couldn't balance everything.
1: Okay. Which is, which is very commendable because you don't want to just phone it in. You want to give every, you want to give it all to the kids because they deserve it.
0: Yeah, right? absolutely. Es-
1: especially if you look at, at your evolution for schools that you chose to teach in, because nobody forces you to teach in any school. You see a mm-hmm. posting and you, you apply, mm-hmm. right? So you went from a um, nice little cushy suburb to inner city to mm-hmm. the migrant population, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you put yourself mm-hmm. under fire right? Mm-hmm. And a whole different level by choice, right? Because mm-hmm. I think there was a challenge and results and I, you you got the reward from that. So I think that's an interesting combination because you get to choose your world. And like you said earlier, you cho- you choose the level of freedom you have now too, mm-hmm. right? You could go to the beach today if you want to right after this, or you can do a bunch of follow-up calls. I've got a listing appointment
0: right I've got to get to. So. <laughs> okay, right.
1: Which which you could reschedule if you wanted to, if you felt really, if you look outside and it's beautiful, and I'm going to go to Anemarie Island. See you, right? But you have that those choices now. All right. So then you said I can't. So what made you feel comfortable that enough income was going to flow to replace the income you had from teaching?
0: So I I knew my I knew what my monthly budget was. I knew what my expenses were. I knew what my teaching you know check brought in, and then I knew what my commissions check what What those brought in, and I told myself, I said, Listen, I said once my real estate career um will can can meet and then surpass enough to also cover my my health insurance expense, um I'll get out of teaching, and that will be the transition for me. I just didn't realize how quickly that would happen, and so there's a it doesn't take much to buy out a teacher, and so that's kind of good and bad not, it doesn't. So I, I, uh, I, once my career you know, took off and I was like, and I had more of my pipeline and I felt comfortable that, okay, you know, I, I can actually make a living off doing this. And it's a living that will, um, it, it will replace my teaching salary. And so let's try it. So I finished out the school year with the intention of taking a one year leave of absence. And I was like, okay, just one year. I'm not going to retire. I'm not going to leave the school district. So again, I've got that safety net. I can always go back yep. to teaching, right? So that one year leave of absence, um, it, it like this is the year June thirtieth. Actually, when the year is up, and I just actually signed the termination papers like a few weeks ago. Like oh, there you go, goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. So this was your tester year to yes. see if you could do it. And let's let me back me- up
2: Jeff just a bit because when you were doing the part time gig, how did you get trained? Because you, you know we do our trainings in the morning, and you were teaching school in the morning. So. How- How much of a burden was that?
0: It it wasn't at all. I would just, um, I would catch the Zoom meetings, the Zoom morning meeting after school in the evening. And I would, anytime I needed a a coaching call or anything with Chris, we would schedule it for after four o'clock. And so I just... um, you know, a lot of, you can watch the Zoom calls and the Zoom trainings, you know, in the car as you're driving, or I would do it at night. So it's, there was a lot of, you know, burning the candle at both ends, but for me, it was worth it because I was building up this new business.
2: And we have the technology to take care of that, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, which
0: is amazing.
1: Which, and I think it's, what I really like to do this, and just to, to really call this out, is the goal that you had and the process that you had and the outcome and the result right because your results driven person mm-hmm. you said i need to bring in x dollars per month mm-hmm. consistently so i can breathe and so you don't doubt yourself because if you have if you ever go into this business you hear this recurring theme on all these podcasts if you are doing this for the money it's never going to work you now money comes and you need money to support your lifestyle but to yes. try to hunt and try to find a deal to make a check it, it'll kill you so once you have you know that the system is happening you you feel confident in your ability to generate another transaction, to mm-hmm. find another client that will trust you. Right? Mm-hmm. Once you once you knew that you had that comfort and you can consistently, it's a numbers game and you realize once I go talk with people, if I talk to people in this area and this area, mm-hmm. eventually somebody's gonna say yes. And then enough of those say yes that you feel comfortable saying bye. So I think that's important because a lot of people um, don't ever they have one toe in the water sometimes in this industry. And normally it doesn't work, right? But because you have the ability to catch up and watch the trainings and more importantly, you had the, the goal that was crystal clear. You knew the type of transaction, you knew which price point, you knew which area you're going to work into because you had limited time to deal with it. And then also from a niche perspective, going back to your mom's influence, there was no way as a part-time agent, you could have become good at Pinellas County beaches, new Tampa, West chase, South Tampa, Riverview, Brandon, Sarasota, everywhere, right? So you you talk about how did you build your business from a simplicity standpoint to help you build up that confidence? What did you do?
0: Right. So you know, when you're first starting out in real estate, you kind of try everything. And we talk about this a lot in our meetings that well, everything works. And for me, I was pretty fortunate um, because I love doing open houses and open houses work I, I would get clients and recruit clients and i i had a, the great experience of hosting an open house um and the people came in they said we want this exact house we're going to buy it today and a contract was written that weekend now that rarely happens oh. right so that was that was a great experience um i would uh, door knock and even though it takes me a while to you know, work up that, that confidence, right. To go up and walk and, and knock on someone's door and it's Florida, it's hot, you're sweating, um, you know, door knocking and having those conversations that worked. I would send I sent mailers out and I hand wrote on the envelope. Um, so they would actually open it and it was my newsletter and it was one of the templates from business builder. Um, but that got me a listing. So everything that I tried and kind of, you know, okay, let's do this pillar of business. Let's do this pillar of business. I've gotten business from every single thing, but the, the, what's been my bread and butter and like the, the cornerstone of my business is personal referrals. I get, I mean, like just this morning, people call listing saying, Hey, will you come look at my place? Um, I'm thinking of listing it. You are referred by um, so-and-so I'd like to use you. So people are calling me now based on recommendations with others. And I tell people, you know, this, these personal referrals mean, mean everything to me because you're trusting me. And the other person is trusting me with the largest transaction of their life, right? I mean, our homes are our, our investments and huge assets. So it's, I, I, I take it very, very seriously. Um, and it's a, it's a huge compliment because, the, you know, they're sending people my way, literally.
1: So. But, but you've only been doing this a year. So what you've been doing, the, you've been building your asset base up for 20 years. And that's, I think, an important part, right? Because you taught kids, people's kids, right? And there's no bigger trust that could be granted upon you than actually taking their kids, right? And so you, you have the trust of your kids' parents. You have the respect of all the teachers that you work with at multiple schools, the administrators from multiple schools the neighbors from the places that you live. So I think it's important to realize that your database was growing even when you didn't even intend to grow your database. And then with social media and your ability to connect and stay top of mind, how are these referrals coming? How are people actually now thinking about you? Because I know a lot of people watching are struggling trying to bridge that gap, right? Kalani's a teacher. Kalani's a teacher. Kalani's a teacher. She's Mm -hmm. a great teacher. She's been teaching for 20 years. Kalani teacher, Kalani teacher. How do you stop that link and start to make them think, Lonnie, somebody I should trust with my largest Real financial stick. transaction in my life. Right. So how do you do that?
0: I, I think it's, I don't know. I, I think I just, I'm, I'm in front of their faces every day. I, I post a lot on social media and I'm consistent with it. And I do a lot of videos and, you know, my thing is I may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I, I have that abundance mentality where my people are my people, your people, are your people. And I'm just going to keep putting myself in front of people. And, you know, if,
2: They like me, they they like
0: me, they don't, they don't. (laughs) Exactly, and I'm not going to sweat it. Um, You know, one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements, and I think it's agreement number two, don't take it personally. Don't take anything personally. When people say, you know, oh my gosh, I love you, you're the best, you're awesome, it's really nothing about me, it's all about their projection and what they're going through just as the same as they're like, you're the worst, you're horrible. Your voice is annoying. You know, it's really nothing about me. It's all about them and they're projecting. So I'm okay with that. You know, that's, I don't have to be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm just going to keep putting myself out there and keep sharing my message, which is my business, this brand, my services. And it's like that numbers game you get in front of enough people, you keep sharing your message. Um, You know, I talk. we talk a lot about don't be a secret agent. I think everyone now knows that I'm in real estate because I do, I talk about it a lot. It's, it's in my head, you know, I, I can't help it. It's just, it just comes out.
2: And <laughs> you um, <laughs> just clone you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but think about this. They didn't, the first time you posted about real estate, I know you were nervous about it because I think it was when I beg university <laughs> when we forced you to go live on your phone. Right. <laughs> and I think that was it. Cause I think you were teaching at the time when we were doing that whole thing
0: i was yeah. teaching and there was a yeah. lot going on that was so my first Beggins university was last january right or january before last yeah even though i signed on with you guys the end of november but i had a slow start i signed on the end of november two weeks later um my boyfriend scott had a injury right and so he was in the hospital shut everything down I um, I was doing all I could to keep my teaching cure. I didn't do anything with real estate. And it wasn't until late January where I saw the begins you and I was like, okay, I should probably go attend this for my business. And I was so afraid to leave the house and because I was there with him and you know, monitoring everything. And he's literally pushing me out the door going, I'm fine, you go, go do this. You know, but it was so it wasn't I didn't really start working the business till what late January, early February. My first transaction was in March and then another one in April. So things were a slow roll, but then now I'm on this like snowball. <laughs> but,
2: but, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get it. You have seven pending contracts right now. Yes. But That's go back to go back to
1: last January because I think this is important for a lot of people that, that give up too early and they don't persevere through, right? You really started in January. You had personal reasons of slow roll and then you went through something that gave you some direction or one of the, the classes back at university next level university that we do and then january started still didn't do anything january didn't do anything you had something happen in march had something happen in april that's ninety, hundred and twenty days into the business thank god he had a teacher job right mm-hmm. it, to bring you checks right but march came and your check showed up and you're like huh that's right? a
2: big check <laughs> compared to my big teacher check
0: yes. and then they, yeah and, you know, I love that word that you use, persevere, because I learned the importance of perseverance in the classroom, you know, but sometimes teaching and learning is aha, got it, right? Other times with other skills, it's cumulative, like reading comprehension and so forth. So you have to persevere in the classroom and it has to be a daily um, effort, right? So I'm okay with persevering because I... And one of my favorite sayings is, you know, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. And that's absolutely true in real estate. So I, I'm a big picture, long-term goal person. So I, I don't know. I just, I just trust that process, but above all, I, I trust myself and I know what I bring to the table. So when I tell my clients that it's genuine, I, you know, you're not going to get a better agent than me. You may have, there may be other agents out there who hustle better. They may know more, but you know what? I'm going to learn it and I'm going to do it.
1: That's right. And, and some people don't like that and you're okay with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And next. that's the, that's the beautiful thing is next. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to you now behind you is your vision board, which I can't mm-hmm. help but notice sitting there. What, now that you're a full year, you just, you just cut your safety net away. You said, peace out to teaching Mm -hmm. you just quit right I'm not coming back it's been nice see you later I am now in real estate yeah there's right we're just going through a global pandemic of crazy times right (laughs) you have no safety net at all the everything's shut down on the planet and you can't get a safer job than teaching so you're sitting here now you're in control of your own destiny so how Mm -hmm. does that feel
0: um I So it it feels fine because we, we didn't shut down. You know, everyone asks, you know, you know, is is the real estate business died? What's happening? And I say, you know what, we had a two week slowdown and it was a lull, but actually it was a great (laughs) rebreather. It was a great time to catch up on some things. Um, I actually took that time. I knocked out my 45 hour post-license course. So I got that out of the way. Um, and now with the business picking back up, we're just we're doing things differently, but my real estate business really never stopped. Um, I let's see, I had a week that was slow, and so I scheduled uh, Zoom meetings, and I would do basically like a podcast what we're doing now. And I did one a day, and I spoke. I had a builder, a local builder online. I had a local lender online. I had. Um, a sales rep with Lennar on, and every day, and you know, learning the technology with Zoom and broadcasting live to Facebook, and now those videos are on my YouTube page. But we did we did that, and that just drummed up more uh, more activity, more interest. Um, I rescheduled. I did a um, my first Zoom listing presentation because the seller contacted me and he was out of town. Um, but the property is, lo- is local here in Mirror Bay. So I prepared the seller's cost estimate, the listing presentation, the spa. And I shared my screen with them. And I walked them through MLS. And I walked them through everything. So just changing and adapting. Like if you don't adapt and grow, you're dead. Like you're dead in the water. And I refuse to be that stagnant agent because, one, that's just not me. But, two, I have no safety net. Like I have no choice. So it's, it's adapting and overcoming, and I'm like, all right, next.
2: Well, that's <laughs> too, because your boyfriend is in real estate just starting out now, too, so you really have no safety net, and neither does he.
0: Right, right.
2: That's yeah. a little bit of pressure. Just a little bit. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you were in the team huddle this morning. Have you tried or will you try the instant um, appointment with Zoom when you get an internet lead?
0: Ah, yes, I will. I'm good
2: at that. That's cool. -hmm. I I think it's
1: awesome. So, what is so? Let's talk about now. So, you've been in our quarterly top agent retreats, right? You've been to our top agent awards. You're Mm -hmm. you've in In the last year, year, you've really made us in your first year, which is awesome. And you've got great business. Like Craig said, you've got seven pending deals right now. What is it about now? What is the what's the drive? What is this called the happy agent podcast? So, what does what does happiness to Kalani mean now? Like, what is right. the next step for you?
0: I was, I was going to say, I love the name of the podcast, you know, the happy agent. I love it because so many of them are like, you know, they're just, they're too intense or they're like, you know, but so I love happy agent because, you know, Baggins, you guys do a great job of fostering happy agents. And it's about like the, you know, you guys are invested in and in our whole lifestyle. It's not business, business, business. It's, you know, what, what, are, what are your life goals? What, what makes you happy, right? So, I mean, for me, like you're asking what, what my goals are or? or
1: it, It's more of, see, the fun part about what we do, what, what, what makes Craig and I just totally stoked, right? Is watching you say, this is my dream life, right? And it's not about money, right? It's about, this is my dream life, right? This is the, whether it's the perfect house setup. Not the mm-hmm. biggest, the most expensive house, the perfect house setup right, with the cool right, rooms right. that you want, with the mm-hmm. best backyard that works for you, right? Mm-hmm. With, with the ability to travel, whatever that is for you, with yes. driving, whatever the hell makes you happy, with investing in whatever makes you excited about it, but the whole all-encompassing, happy, big-ass smile life, which you talk about all the time. Like We always say, what puts a big-ass smile on your face? So yeah. what's the drive now? Because we can go on a court. I think one thing this year has shown us for sure is we can't predict the super future, Mm-hmm. right? But we can really have a pretty good idea um, over what's going to happen in the next couple of months that we can control that, you know, for sure, the energy that you put in over the next week, right, will pay you 45 days from now, mm-hmm. that we can control that we know yeah. we can control. So yeah. you get to be able to do whatever you want. So what are you working towards now? What is happiness um, in your in your life
2: that you're so
0: definitely like, um I think like, like most of America right now, um, you know, if- looking around, evaluating the house, the, the different outdoor space that I want. And so kind of, you know, putting like notes in the back of my head for the, the leveling up house and what it's going to have, what it's going to include and things like that um, for, for a comfortable home lifestyle. Um, But then I'm all about, I'm experience based. So that includes traveling, Um, I'm avid scuba diver. So I always say, you know, I, I scuba dive as much as my budget and my, my, calendar allows me (laughs) so um yeah so I'm I'm trying to book in some more scuba dive trips we had a trip scheduled actually the end of the end of April that obviously could not happen so um, that got moved to October so that will still be be coming up um, because we're going to be flying into the island of Saba off the coast of St. Martin So it's a beautiful, beautiful island and some of the best scuba diving in the world. So things like that, those, like I said, those those goals and planning and, but it's, it's adventures and experiences. Um, I'm not about things, but I'm definitely about the, the experiences and creating those memory moments.
1: That's awesome. That's the best part. Also, I think what, what a lot of the world I think has realized in this last few months too, is creating Investments, right? Putting your money because right now we're trading hours for dollars. Okay, there's a direct correlation to the number of hours you work, people you talk to, to the number of dollars that you make.
2: Yeah.
1: So the ultimate goal is to make money, to invest in things that work for you, even when you're not working. While you're scuba diving, having your money make money for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so how about that? Do we have some of those on the vision board now to get some investment properties or other investments that'll? Um, be growing
2: for you as well?
0: Not yet, but that's definitely uh, long term. It's coming. It's coming. because I it
2: likely will come because we're going to continue to talk about it. No <laughs> doubt. No <laughs> doubt. And uh, just put, put into
1: your brain and those... Oh, she's frozen. Watching. She's frozen for now, so she'll come back. I believe in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you guys
0: you... are frozen. There we go.
1: Internet. There we go. Good. For, for those who are watching, please make sure that you have a clear grasp on what your monthly burn is, right? Really, really understand um, what it's going to be and then add a little factor to that and then multiply that by six or eight or nine months, guys, and please put that somewhere that's liquid that you can get to it because we do not know what happens in the future. I mean, this was a weird out of the blue scenario with COVID that I think was a wake-up call to many that if you have stockpiled six or nine months of cash, you can weather. Right, what's going on. If you don't, it's stressful. So this is not the stressed out, crazy ass agent podcast It's the happy agent podcast. Yeah. We want to make sure that you can <laughs> stay on that side of the world.
0: And another thing that I, I've enjoyed doing is just sharing my my journey um, through, you know, building my business, uh, building my, my real estate business um, with, with everyone, you know, kind of being that transparent, open book. And so a lot of people have been watching me and following me and so they talked to me about it. And um, in fact, a lot of, you know, teachers, a lot of women, they, they you know, say, hey, can we meet up for a coffee or can you talk to me about what you're doing? And I tell them there's, there's no magic formula. There's no secret sauce. I'm just, I'm just putting the work in, right? And it's, it's research-based work about open houses, about door knocking, about, you know, just sharing your message and, and talking to people.
2: We're the people the of
1: communication thing. business. I love it. What I what I think that, what I know you did very well, and that Ride I want to make sure, I think we're having a little freeze up situation there mm-hmm. on, on, your, on your feed. Yeah. There you go. So what I want to remind everybody is you're talking about how people reach out to you now. They wouldn't ever reach out to you unless you did the tough things, right? You are posting every day. You're putting yourself out there. You're, you're making sure that you're just talking about real estate because that bridges the gap that Kalani is no longer a teacher. It's mm-hmm. what? What is she doing? Real estate, real estate. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't stop, like, or interact, they're seeing you in their feed, and Watch they're seeing that. you at a house. They're seeing you at mm-hmm. an open house. They're seeing you here. So that is a connection. Kalani, house, Kalani, house, Kalani, house, Kalani, house, Kalani, house. Every day, smacking them in the face. They're scrolling by it, but they're seeing. Mm-hmm. It. And mm-hmm. that's the whole point. So three days from now, three months from now, they're at their kid's basketball game and somebody says, my uncle's moving here from Chicago, Kalani, boom, right? Mm-hmm. Pops up. So that's the benefit of what you're doing. You're doing a great job and consistently putting yourself out there too, which I, is going to pay dividends for years to come.
0: Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. So,
1: so. last parting words, for, the, for those who are agents are watching, last parting words for those who are still kind of thinking about where their next level is, what should they do?
0: oh um so you know the morning training um that that you guys provide and that that Craig's provide i think is invaluable because every single training gives a little tidbit of information or just a little task that is applicable and is going to help grow your business and you know as a new agent you come into the business kind of with your own mindset of oh i'm going to i'm going to do this and do this and they're not really um income producing or, or revenue you know producing activities but you guys know what the revenue producing activities are so if they really just listen and do what you say and I know Craig, Craig is like I'm preaching every day but we do we are listening and we're trying I promise um, because it's valuable information and um, you know just you just put the work in you just make well, like like business
2: today I was talking about the, the necessity to have a CRM mm-hmm. that you're actively keeping focus on, because we are getting more leads now than we've gotten in a long time. Mm-hmm. But All those leads are saying, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. So it's like water going through a hose. Don't stare at it. It's going to hit you in the face. But if you don't have these systems in place now, you're not going to be ready to enjoy the surge that is coming.
0: Yeah. And,
2: and if you don't have checklists and business systems in place, managing seven pending contracts is a, is a big job. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you've got credibility timelines and you calendar those events so we don't miss the loan approval periods and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's the tactical stuff that has to be done. And you, you I commend you for it because you've been doing it. Managing seven deals at one time as a new agent is overwhelming for most. So. And
0: for active listings, so I'm still marketing those open houses. You know, uh, updating the homeowners on on progress and traffic and scheduling showings. So, you know, I I got into this because I wanted my day to look different and yep, every single day looks different. And I love that. I I embrace that. Um, So I just, I just enjoy all parts of it. And then, yeah, the paycheck is nice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, it shows that you enjoy it. Well, you bring a really great beam of happiness to our company and energy, which we are very proud to have you part of our team. So thanks Thanks, for all that you do. And I want to, and thanks for taking the time to be with us on, happy agent podcast
2: and craig party words oh she just inspires me that everybody would come in with that attitude and and willingness to just go do it because you were scared i remember you know standing there taking your video of what to do and boy you come a long way (laughs) and you've got a long way to go too
0: i absolutely Uh do Uh i know and i'm okay with that
2: that's right (laughs) We'll go there together.
0: All right, guys. Okay. Well, thanks for having me awesome. on today. This was fun. Thanks. All right.
1: Good deal. Thanks for watching, everybody. And as always, reach out with any questions. We're happy to help, and we'll put Kalani's contact information. If you have any questions or referrals around Tampa Bay, you know who to reach out to. you got a great agent there. Thanks right. for watching, guys. Thanks, thanks guys. guys.
2: <laughs>